You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, hello, and welcome to Morning Breath. I am Brian. I'm one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center, and uh, it is my honor to uh, to host Morning Breath today. Uh, across the uh, table here in the studio with me is my wife, Emily Moore. How are you doing, Emily? Good. It's a good day. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. This is uh, The goal of this show is to uh, get into the Word of God on a daily basis and let the Word of God transform us, change us, let God breathe on the Word of God, let Him speak to us. And uh, making room for that on a regular basis in our lives is uh, is an exciting thing. Also in the studio, we have Nick, our uh, extraordinaire over there with all things faders and boards and uh, speakers and microphones and such. How you doing? <laughs> wires. There's a lot of wires over there, too. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm doing good. There's a charger. I see in like an iPhone charger. I know what that is. But there's a lot of other things <laughs> I don't understand over there that are like making lights, like flashing Flash. lights yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. I see numbers fla- f- like flying around. It looks like yeah. going fast. So um, hopefully we're doing fine on the clock and we're doing all the things, <laughs> yeah. right? So anyway, thanks for being here. And uh, Emily, do you want to tell people how to uh, find all the things about Morning Breath and what this is all about? Oh, yeah. Um, the best way to get connected is uh, downloading the East Coast app, or you can go to our website, eccc.us, for information and events, and you can find past sermons there on our website, and it's a great way to get connected. And we're also on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube. You can find East Coast, all those places. And if you just want to get connected in any way, we'd love to do that. You could call our church office at 321-452-1060, and we'd love to get you connected. Yeah, right on. Thanks for uh, being a part of the show for so many years. It's been 20-plus uh, years or so, this, uh, this radio program on locally on 91.5, and then we've uh, picked up uh, podcasts and such over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so. It's been a good little while. It's hard to remember, actually, when podcasts began. Like, how far back there, Nick, do you think podcasts, not just Morning Breath, but when did podcasts, like, happen? Like, dude, when did that I start? I don't even know. Like, before you were born? No, no, uh, dude, you're older than that. Let's go. Let's <laughs> That's go. Maybe too far. Teenage years, teenage years. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Years, years ago. Lots maybe of them. A decade. Decade ago, a podcast was birthed. Some podcast somewhere, and then Morning Breath. We got on board with that, and YouTube became a thing, and all the things. It would be interesting to know. Like, it just time has uh, has not stood still by any means. Time has been flying. We've uh, encountered some things along the way, and uh, here we are. We're still we're still doing Morning Breath. We're still looking at the Word here of God. We are. It's still uh, changing our lives. There are a couple things coming up this summer that we want to tell you about. Uh, we have Kids Camp and a TNT Youth Conference coming. You can find out about those things on our app as well, East Coast app or our website or events page. But uh, basically, if you have a student going uh, into second grade through sixth grade, we uh, would love to um, connect you to our Kids Camp. And then uh, we also have a youth conference coming up July 11th to 13th for incoming seventh graders through graduating 12th graders. And uh, all the prices on those things are uh, you know, they're, they're there. They're on the website and the details of that I would hate to mess up. So we'll get to those. I, I, I'm looking over. I see 2004 is when uh, podcasts began. Yeah, it says uh, it used to be called audio blogs. Okay. And it started it, it started back in the 80s. Whoa. What? Like 2004 is like, I think when it like, when podcasts. Became a thing. Yeah. All right, 2004. So we're almost 20 years. That, that would be 18 years ago. Wow. Um, Time has flown by. I thought it was 10 and it was 18. How about that? That's crazy. Anyway, we're in Luke chapter 15 today. We're going to look at the Word of God. I have a New American Standard translation. What do you have over there? I have New King James Version. New King James. uh, Right on. So we're going to read this. There's 32 verses. 
Uh, let's break it after, let me see. How about break it after 15? It looks like there's a new sentence starting in 16. And uh, Yay. I'll get you started. You read the first 15, and I'll carry it from there. Will do. I'll say unto you, read, ma'am. Yes, so we're on the parable of the lost sheep. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him and to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance." Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep under the uh, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, "Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I lost." Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father. Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine, and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods. Oh, okay, um, that that the swine were eating. That's middle of verse 16 for me. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating, and no one was giving anything to him. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than, have more than enough bread, but I am dying here with hunger? I will get up and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. But when he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to, said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slave, his slaves, Quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fattened calf, kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He, has, he was lost and has been found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing, and he summoned one of the servants and began inquiring what these things could be. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. But he answered and said to his father, Look, for so many years I have been serving you, and I have never neglected a command of yours, and yet you have never given me a, a young goat, so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when his son, of, but when this son of yours came, when um, who was, who was devoured, who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you have always been with me, and all that I, all, and all that is mine is yours. But we had, a, we had to celebrate and rejoice, for the brother of yours was dead and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. Amen. Amen. 
So basically, this whole chapter here is uh, is kind of around the idea of one coming back home, one um, one thing being found, whether it was a lost sheep or a lost coin or the son who was um, out um, lost, quote unquote. And uh, I just I like the idea, I like the heart of this. Uh, you know, one of the I guess one of the core values of our church has been one soul. We talk about one soul. We talk about one more uh, coming into the kingdom. We celebrate. Uh, we give people an opportunity, you know, every week to respond to that gospel, to come home, to um, we literally say welcome home, that you can belong here before you believe or behave. And, you know, we want people to come into and not feel far off. You know, this is all set up by um, really just this this idea in verses one and two, the, that the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near to him to listen to him. Um, but then the Pharisees were grumbling. And so he had to tell this story of, you know, these three things. And so I just I just wonder how many times um you know, maybe I've been critical or I've, I've, I've become pharisaical. I, I, I mentioned this as we record um, this Wednesday show. I, I, I just don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to be yeah. the guy who is critical. You know, I don't want to be like the big brother here in this story going, what about me? You know, I've been working and serving and what about me? And, you know, yeah. we get so focused on me, me, me. And I could be I could be as much as these Pharisees are looking going, oh, you know, Jesus is hanging out with those people. What, what about me? Why don't I get my time with the with you know with Jesus or whatever? And so, yeah. I love that we all have access. I love the idea that we that Jesus didn't you know separate you know the good and the bad, and only he would spend time with the good only or something. I, I just really like that. And it's a few things that stuck out to me that way. But what what stuck out to you as you read the chapter? Um, well, I think since I've been reading this chapter, since I heard, I think it was Christine Kane who was talking about it, and I never connected the three things together before and realizing that there is there are three different things that are lost here, and all of them are symbols of different ways that people can be lost, that yep. there's a lost sheep, there's a lost coin, and there's a lost son, and the lost sheep is lost because of its own stupidity it probably didn't have rebellion in his heart it just kind of drifted and wandered and drifted and wandered and then it was lost yeah and the lost coin is lost because somebody's neglect you know it could have been you know we could liken that to maybe abuse or not being taught the right things or whatever but somebody else's neglect the coin is lost and then we see the lost son who it's his own rebellion in his heart why he's lost and um, the cool thing is the heart of the father is always the same, whether you're the lost sheep, the lost coin, or the lost son, that the heart of the father is always to bring you back. And that just, every time when I hear, when I even just hear the words Luke 15, I immediately go back to that concept of the heart of the father is always the same for us um, when we're lost, that he wants us to be found. Um, but I guess beyond that, um, I was kind of grabbed by uh verse 32 when we're near the end and the brother is saying um or when the brother is getting angry at the dad because the dad was so compassionate and he said it was right that we should make merry and be glad and when you go back to the this son who was the prodigal son in verse 21 he's going i'm no longer worthy back it up a little further to verse 20 the father was having compassion. The father was having compassion before he even got home. Yeah. And the younger son is going, I'm no longer worthy. And the other son is going, this is messed up. And the father is saying, hey, this is right that we should make merry. So I take all these thoughts and I put them into my world right now. And I say, for me, I work at a church, I attend church, I'm a church girl, so to speak. And are there any scenarios in my own heart, in my own life, when there would be somebody who would walk into the church and I wouldn't respond well? 
And for the most part, I feel like Christians, we say we're compassionate and we say we're forgiving and we say that we love people no matter if they're a lost sheep, a lost coin or a lost son. But truly, if I had to think right now about maybe one person, if I had to dig deep and go, is there one person that I wouldn't like to see walk into church where I go to church? I could probably think of somebody that I wouldn't be thrilled to see. But if I put that in this perspective of the lost sheep, the lost coin, or the lost son, why would that be? Maybe it was they dated the boy that I liked in high school, and I'm not thrilled to see him. Or maybe they were, you know, they bullied me. Or maybe it could be something that they did to me. We don't know what could have, you know, what could happen, why somebody would be upset to see somebody walk into church. But the heart of the Father is always the same, and we need to be able to ask God. We need to you know, truly lay our hearts open before the Lord and set aside all of our own motives and say, God, help me see people through your eyes. I don't want to see the eye, through the eyes of envy. I don't want to see through the eyes of my past hurt. I don't want to see through the eyes of religion. I don't want to see through the eyes of my own self-righteousness. I want to see people through your eyes every single time. That's good. You know, I uh, I hope that my eyes would be similar to that, that I would be looking around and how could I be moved with compassion like this dad in this picture? You're like, I want to be yeah. like that. I want to be like while somebody's far off, I want to notice, right? Like I want to see yeah. them and be moved with compassion. I, I I just pray that my heart would be that way, that it would, I mean, I, I feel like I work hard to, you know, keep my heart in that space, but it takes work. It takes effort because I can get really selfish. I can get really focused on me and my stuff and you know, what about my time and what about my effort and what about my work and my, 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 my. And I have to work to stay in a place of going, you know what, this is not all about me. I'm, I'm humbly serving a, a king who, a father, if you will, who has given me access to everything, like verse 31 Amen. says. And he said to him, son, you have always been with me and all that is mine is yours. Like, Think about that concept for a minute as a believer, as a follower of Christ. All that I have is yours. Dad says, what's mine is yours. Have it all. Like, there's nothing that I'm holding back from you. Everything that I have is yours. Like, wouldn't you want somebody else to have access? Like, there's enough for everyone. Like, there's more than enough for every good work, Scripture says. And so think about the concept of... I'm actually just not appropriating maybe everything that is mine. It This guy's complaining, you never gave me this, you never gave me that. The dad's going, all that I have is yours. Like, you had access to that the whole time. You still have access to this stuff. You still have the ability to do all these things and go for it. And so instead of feeling jealousy or still and feeling you know embittered by what you don't have or what you're not appropriating even, like it's like the buffet and you're walking past stuff on the buffet that you like could actually dip into that is actually healthy, that is good for you, that is something that you would actually like and enjoy and would be a delicacy if you would. And you're just missing out on it. You're just passing it by. And I would just encourage you, you know what, dig into what God has for you and um this chapter starts with people looking around side by yeah. side and going, what about them? And you know what? I, I also thought, you know, the front end of this chapter is saying Jesus was hanging out with, you know, these folks, uh, the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near him to listen to him. You know yeah. what? Am I somebody that these kind of people would come near to? Yeah. Like, am I, am I humble enough? Am I compassionate enough? Am I generous enough? What, it, what could it be in me that would draw the world to a place to want what I have. Because Jesus yeah. clearly had something that these folks wanted, and yet the people who already had it, the, the Pharisees who should have had it and had the knowledge of who God was, 
they were somehow jealous because they were missing something when they really weren't missing something. And so I want to be the guy in a community that people would want what I have. And I don't mean stuff necessarily. I'm not talking about the house that I have, the car that I drive, but the family that I have that's full of peace, the um, maybe the just the peace that I can walk in, the joy that I could walk Amen. in, the, the opportunities that we get, the doors that fly open for us. God, help us to be those kind of people that would be attractional, if you will, but yet solid enough to tell them um, the truth and to love them enough to care for them. Amen. And I think that when you're when you're loving people enough to care for them, you're going to empathize with them. You're going to have compassion like the Father had compassion. And I like how it said in verse 17, but when he came to himself, this is talking about the the prodigal son. It says, when he came to himself. And this is a picture of somebody who came to their end of their rope and us being able to have compassion on people who are in a place like that and to show them the heart of the father is we're his ambassadors we're the ambassadors of jesus in this world and um and it's our job to be able to have compassion on them and it's our privilege to be able to have compassion on them and to show them there are a lot of people who um who are at the end of their rope and they don't even maybe some people listening to this to this um however you're getting this um, yeah. on the radio or podcast or whatever that that maybe you're not that that church girl or church person and and you're feeling more like there's something missing and you've yeah. been wondering what it is and that you you can come to this place that the prodigal son came to what it says when he came to himself and he's realizing I've been you know, wasting my dad's money with prostitutes. And maybe that's not your story, but your story could be that you have this hole in your heart and you're not sure what it is. It could even look like you have everything all together. You have the cars, you have the house, you have the career, you have the marriage, you have the kids, and there's still a hole in there. And you feel like you're at this place where you're coming to yourself. Or it could be substance abuse. And there's this hole that the substance is not filling and you need to come to yourself and realize you come to the end of your rope and realize I need to come home. And no matter what, if you've been running to the wrong refuge, if you've been um, whatever it is that you're whatever place that you find yourself and whatever that that place is in your heart where you feel that hole, the heart of the father is always the same. His arms are always open and he's always full of compassion. And there is no sin so filled that Jesus, when he died on the cross, his blood was powerful enough to make you clean so that when he looks at you, he doesn't go, you filthy sinner. He looks at you and he sees you washed clean and he opens his arms and he's like, come on home. He wants you to come home. When you get to the end of your rope, don't ever think that Jesus is looking at you mad or dirty or anything like that. He's looking at you with open arms and he's running to you with compassion going, come on home. I'm right here. Yeah, and it might. Sometimes it's not even only what you have done. Like it's not like, hey, you've done all this to yourself. Like he actually went out and squandered it all. But yeah. then it says, and and then there was a, a famine in the land. Like on top of that, right? Yeah. So it was there was awful some things happening. There were some circumstances outside of what he had done to himself that he could not control that got him That's to good. the place of the of the, you know the the bottom of the barrel, if you will, or the and the end of his rope. And so. You know, you might go, well, I haven't done anything wrong. I don't know what I've done. I don't know where I've gone awry. And all this stuff's happening around me, and I, I just don't know where to go. I would just say turn and run back home. Like, go home. Like, yep. where's home? Is home a place where you have found refuge, where you found a place of peace, a, a place of joy, where your provision has been met? And I don't mean home like mom and dad's house, home necessarily like this picture is painted. I'm saying home into the place of um 
peace with Jesus. Like go home to Amen. a place of going, you know what, when was the last time I heard God's voice? I want to go back to that because I feel like I'm out here and all this stuff swirling around. You know what? Go back to that voice. Go back to that still small voice. Go back to the place of obedience. Go back to the place of servanthood. He says, I'm going to go back. Even my dad's servants have more than what I have. You know, there's yeah. a place of servanthood in the house that is better. Like there's a scripture that's better as one day in his courts and thousands elsewhere. Like go back and plug into just being a part of the family, if you will. Like don't feel like you have to run it and do it and lead it and go with it and have to go back to a place of going, you know what? I'm in a place of surrender. I'm in a place of peace. I'm in a place of, I'm just going to serve dad. I'm going to serve the King of Kings. Many times we we um, are hungry for a title. We're hungry for a leadership space. We're hungry for a thing. And he's like, this is like, son was definitely what dad put on him, not what he earned somehow, right? And so that sonship part is going, hey, you're a beloved son or daughter of God based on what dad says about you, what God says about you, not about what you've done to make it all perfect. Being a church girl or a church guy does not make you better Amen. or worse. It can actually make you just as bad as the person who's out there running around doing whatever they're doing. Yep. We need to be son, daughter of the king. You know, I'm, I'm interested, too. I, I want to jump to this verse. We just got a little time before the break. But I'm about the lost coin. It says, or what woman, if she had ten silver coins and loses one of them, doesn't light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? I don't know who we need to be looking for out there or sweeping everything and turning over every space to find somebody out there. But if you've gotten to a place where you're not looking out and like looking for somebody who's lost, maybe you need to re-engage in that process. We are all called to be ambassadors, yeah. like you said earlier in the show. We're all called to be people who are looking out there and sweeping everything we know to sweep, turning over everything we need to turn over because there are some folks who need this gospel, who need the truth of who Jesus is. They need to know, they need to understand. Let's go care for people. Let's go find people. Let's go out into the highways and byways and find people who need a heart of the Father. We get to express that to a community around us. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. 
That's 321-452-1060, extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know what I didn't uh, I didn't mention, or maybe we didn't say much about it in this chapter, but I, I think it's worthy of mention. Uh, verse 10 says, In the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of, of, the, of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. It says similar to that in verse 7, I tell you that in the same way there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 persons who need no repentance. God celebrates and rejoices over everyone that comes to Christ, everyone Amen. that comes home, everyone that comes back to a place of relationship of their original creation. You know, the, the design, our original design was to be, you know, in harmony with God, that we would actually, and harmony has gotten a bad rap maybe out there, but that we would have unity with Christ, that we would be of the same spirit, of the same mind of Christ Jesus, that we could actually operate in that in that peace and in that place of going, you know what, I'm doing this with Christ. And so I want to actually take a second and want to say thank you as well to those who have, um, have invested into this process here at Morning Breath. It's been an incredible journey for 20 plus years where we're, we have partners that have said yes to support the work of getting the Word of God out to the highways and the byways have gone out and said, you know what, I want to support that because I believe in the gospel, the good news getting out. And so I want to say thank you to some of these sponsors, to Pineapple Gardens, to Cabern Air and Heat, to um, Hercules Fence, to Barfield Construction, to Scott Langston Realty, Cocoa Beach Plumbing. These are people who have said yes to supporting this radio show and this program and getting the Word of God out. And we yeah. want to say thanks to them. Yes. We also want to say thanks to you listeners who have been a part of um, growing and uh, having a heart for others to, to know the good news of who Jesus is. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this. As you've heard over the last few days, this is the last week of capturing these shows to be able to put out into the into the highways and byways uh, through 91.5 FM, as well as the podcast. We'd love for you to connect and continue to connect with Bible reading plans. There are some soap chapters on our website, on yep. Morning Breath links. Go and connect to those soap chapters. Continue to get in the Word of God. Don't pull back from the Word of God because this show is not on the air locally or on a podcast somewhere. We want you to grow. Let God breathe on the Word of God for you on a daily Amen. basis. Let that be a thing. That will train you. That will equip 
you to be and to have the heart of the Father. Also, you know, we just want to say, man, thanks for being a part of uh, East Coast Christian Center. This has been a, a ministry of East Coast for so many years. Thanks for all that you do in pouring in and connecting with the local church. Be in the church of God's choice. Don't don't run from, if this has been your church, we would encourage you, don't let this be the only thing. Get connected, be a part of a community, be around some other believers. Let's connect well and let's be hungry for the lost to come home. Amen. Anything you want to say, uh, Miss Emily, before we go? No, it's been wonderful. Yeah, thanks for being a part of the show. God bless you guys. Have an incredible week. and. Uh, Get in the church of God's choice. Get connected to a community, and let's do life together. Amen. Let's do it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.